Okay, let's learn. Thank you. First, I, I, I want to ask Mechila. I want to ask Mechila because I know that for, I'm sure that for most of you, it would be important to move faster right into more practical things. And sometimes I can get stuck on impractical things. Impractical doesn't mean that it's less important, but on the Shiroshim as opposed to the Anofim. The roots and not the branches and the fruit, but I really do believe very, very strongly in the importance of understanding the root of things, where things come from. Because a lot of the mistakes in our understanding come from a, a lack of, a lack of uh, having a proper, a proper understanding of, of how this came to be, of who we are and who our children are. But I do promise Blinetta that we're going to get the very, very practical things to get to the to get to the halach lamaisa. Because right now, for these few weeks, maybe it'll be another two weeks or so. We're we're in this in a very very deep sugya. It has all of the practical ramifications of what we're living with right now, what we're seeing in our lives with our children, particularly with the boys. We're talking about Tohu and Tikkun. Those of you who have been here the last few weeks, you know that we're talking about Tohu and Tikkun. Obviously, we're going to see how that plays out in different types of children that we have in our homes, in our lives. <coughs> we're talking about Nishamas that come from Tohu and Nishamas that come from Tikkun. The Nishamas of the time that we're in right now is what we're trying to understand. We're at the end of time. We're right. We're holding right before Mashiach. And we're seeing a lot of crazy things going on. And the only way to understand, to make sense out of the insanity, is by, is by knowing the difference between To and Tikkun and understanding ourselves and our children in that context. Tohu that we're discussing, the Kaychas Ativiyam, the natural, instinctive, intuitive kaychis of a person come from that world that's called tohu. There are natural instincts that we all have. Those natural instincts, almost by definition, do not manifest themselves in a way that's misudar, in a way of seder. You remember we were talking about the marshal of having a lot of boxes, but bringing them all into, you're moving, you bring them into the living room and you haven't unpacked the boxes. So there's no, there's no <coughs> seder, irgun, order, and harmony. 
for those who are familiar with Pneumius Atara and are not frightened by the language of Pneumius Atara, you know that the Kirchus of Torah are called Melochim, are called kings. And that goes to Pashas. We mentioned it last week, Pashas Vayishlach, and the kings that I mentioned there in Pashas Vayishlach, the, the Kirchus of Torah that we've been talking about these past few weeks that still exist, that are the basis of all of creation. And they're called Melochim. And in the world of Torah, every Korach, again, I'm, those of you learn, who have learned the Indian Panemius know that the problem in the world of Torah is that each Korach is saying, Ani Emloch, I am the king. Ani Emloch, Ani Emloch, I am the king. And it means that there are Korachs inside of us in an immature, when we're in an immature state and the Tohu is taking over our lives and we're not able to come yet to Tikkun, this is what the children are going through, the boys at that time between 13 and Chasna, what they're going through, is that each Koach, each one of these natural Koach, these Koachs that are Zoreim, that are flowing like a powerful current inside of a person, each one says, Ani Emloch, I, I, I'm Malchus, I'm the king, I'm the king. And and in general, there's a feeling when it comes to teenage boys of b'shvili mm. that the world was created for me. And what the child wants, what the boy wants at that moment in his life, and the koach that he feels naturally burning inside of him, wants to take over his entire life. Because in the world of Tahu, the, the koachas are not beseder. They're not, they're not working one with each other. You see the erratic behavior in young people, that and the moods, and, the sh- and, and one day to the next day, the differences in personality, which it's almost impossible to follow them. Again, it's not not everybody's like that, but there's a lot of that. Because in Tohu, the, in Tohu we don't have that seder, we don't have the order. They're tremendous kaiches, but in the world of Tohu, the kaiches are not are not relating to each other. They're not working with each other. Each koach says, "Ani emloch, I'm the king, Ani emloch," and therefore on that day, whatever the malchus is. If it's anger, if it's if it's kindness, you'll see the same kid that could be so wrapped up in himself. He can't help you, you know. He can't help the wife with the with the table. He can't help his siblings with anything. But then the next day, he's like he's he's uh, you know he's up in some camp someplace uh, working with kids that need help and saving the world. And and the parents say, "What's the matter with you? How come you you can't put away your dishes, but you could you could take care of everybody else's kids? You can't take care of your sister." And the parents are constantly asking these questions and. And they don't know what to make of this. Like, on the one hand, he's selfish. On the other hand, he's so kind. On the one hand, on the one hand, there's a gentleness about him. On the other hand, he can be so angry and temperamental. All of these kaiches, each one, when it's shining in his life, there's this ani emloch. That's tohu. Ani emloch. Right now, I right now the kid can't see outside of this way of thinking, or this way of feeling. Because the nature of, of, of that Ani Emloch is like the Gemara says, Melech pirates gather, that kings, you know, they break down walls and fences, and the kids just break down everything, and the, the ones that they feel safest destroying, of course, are their parents, are their families. So there are many, many chesrainas, there are many deficiencies that come out in the Lamaisa of the kids' lives and our lives when they're being ruled by that Koach of Tahu. On the other hand, remember that in the world of Tahu, we're going to learn inside Rav Kook and see something from Chabad, that in the world of Tahu, in the world of Tahu, that's 
where all the Otsmas Achaim, the strength and energy of life, the strength of, of energy, the inertia of instinct, of the natural kaychus of the person, of the child, that's where they're most felt. And that's where they're expressed in the strongest way. Because at that time, at that phase, in that way of tohu, the person is not mitchashev with what other people think. Like you and I, we're ready, as we've grown older, we worry about what people think. And we try to make certain impression, and we want to be normal. We try to fit in, and we don't want to give the impression of being normal. So we might do some strange things. I, I, I was sharing this with, a, with a, a good friend of mine. You know, sometimes I have this thing when I'm speaking. It's happened to me two or three times that I'd be in front of sometimes three, four hundred, five hundred people. I was once speaking to a group of over 2,000 people, and I had this unbelievable urge to start to scream out in the middle. Just to start, like I was in the middle of giving a shear, and I had this thing to start screaming out. Bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, last game of the World Series, mantles up at bat, three and two count. I was just going to start screaming it, and I had Rachman, so I looked at all the fine people that were there. And, and I knew that they would just take me away, like I'd be taken away. And then, I, and then what's going to happen? I have to pay the tuitions and my wife, and she's going to be so embarrassed what happened to my She's like, scream. What do you start screaming in Borough Park in front of 2,000 ladies about the World Series? What do you, you know, you get away with that maybe in Queens, but it's not going to work in Borough Park. And, and like, what do you do? What happened to you? I don't know, I just had this cheshek, you know. <laughs> I just had this cheshek. It just came to me from far back. I just all of a sudden had this cheshek to, uh, to say, look, this is part of me, you know. And uh, I never really, I never really, I don't know what happened to that part of me. I tucked it away someplace. But uh, I just had this memory of me at the bottom of the ninth, and it, I felt I wanted to share it with you. <laughs> so as we get older, we, we might have these, like, crazy things. But we, you know, we have Rachmanis on, on our families and life and to be miyushav, to be masudah, because there's enough, there's enough of tikkun that we've already introduced into our lives to, to, to be careful. But the Indian of Tau is that each koach is not mitchashev with the other koach. doesn't care what people think. Doesn't, is not interested in making impressions. That is an unbelievably holy thing that natural state of, the, of a person that doesn't care. But on the other hand, of course, it's very, very dangerous, and it makes life very complicated for parents. It makes life very, very difficult for parents. These are the natural kaychas without seder, without order. The Arizal in some places calls that time of tohu as the Rishus Arabim, as the Rishus Arabim. So it's a time of a balagan, but there's a tremendous creative energy in the world of Torah. Tremendous, tremendous creative energy. And the question is, what do we do as parents with this energy that the children have that is not Miyushav, where every day a different Korach wants to be king, wants to have the Malchus? What do we do? What do we do with all of this unbelievable energy? You see that, you see that Yitzhak Avinu was so in love with Esav. And every year when we come to these parishes, we, we don't understand that. Like, what do you see in this guy? Yaakov's the man. Yaakov's an Ishtam, he's the dream child, right? That's the, that's the kid we all want to have. Every time when, when it was PTA, Yitzchak Yavino came to Yaakov Yavino's Rebbe, it was Gavaldi, right? You're Yaakov. <laughs> You're Yaakov. 
That's what Yitzchak Avinu would hear when it came time when it was PTA to go for for Yaakov Avinu. Then he had to go to the he had to go to the to Esav's Rabbi. You know that look like when you walk in. <laughs> you know, like a infa kapudas, right? And you walk into the and he walks into the, when Yitzchak Avinu would come to the to Esav's Rabbi. So of course it was always that line that that parents dread hearing. It's got a lot of potential. <laughs> got a lot of potential. Big, big nisham. Big nisham. What about the goof? <laughs> Goof's not working out, but big, big nisham. Big nisham. So, we don't want to hear that. And Yaakov also just wanted to marry Rachel, right? He didn't want to deal with the whole Indian of Leia, because Leia is, the, is that world evasive as well. Leia fixed herself up. But Leah is Esav. And Yaakov you know, himself didn't want to handle with any of that. He just wanted Yifas Torah, Yifas Mara. I just want everything to be nice. I want to have a Yosef at Tzaddik. I want to have a Binyon at Tzaddik. I don't want to have issues like with Yehuda and, his, and you know, the girl that he met. And I just want to have like everything nice. Best yeshiva. You know, takes care of himself. Tucks his shirt in. Does everything, that, does everything in a beautiful way. Everybody wants that Yaakov and Rachel, that's the way to go. That's what we all want. But Hashem Sebarach has other inyanim going on. So Yitzchak was crazy in love with Esav. Rivko Ahavis is Yaakov. And when the Torah tells us about Yitzchak Avinu's love for Esav, we just don't get it. We don't, get, we don't understand it. It doesn't stim. Yitzchak's a lot smarter than we are. It can't be that he didn't understand and all the Mepharshim who try to paint it, Ki'ilu Yitzchak doesn't understand, I think intuitively we feel, are not, it's not right, it's not true. Yitzchak understood. But what Yitzchak saw, we've learned many times over the years in Shul, Kitzayit Befiv, he saw in that hunt, in the hunter, he saw in that violent, vile hunter, he saw Koiches of Tohu without Kalim of Tikkun, he saw Koiches of Tohu, unbelievable energy, which we know from the Arizal, that Esav could have been bigger than Yaakov. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. But Yitzhak wanted it to work out. And Yitzhak knew that one Esav can fix the world, can change the world more than ten Yaakovs. When it works out. And if it doesn't work out, we know from Esav and his Eniklech what they brought to the world. What Churban, the Kachas of Tel, could bring to the world. What destruction, what devastation they could bring to the world. If this Michigan that was elected last week, if something could be done to help the guy, and he and he and he somehow the the kalim of tikkun that will connect to his tahu of who he is as a person, so it could bring gavaldiga things to the world. If it's not fixed, it could be a terrible korban. There needs to be a very strong tikkun. We understand it. We see people like that, the tremendous, tremendous kaiches, tremendous kaiches. Yitzchak Vayev, Yitzchak is Esav, Kitzayid Befiv. Yitzchak Avinu saw Bona Oilamus Machriven, Bona Oilamus Machriven. He wanted to build that world of Esav. He wanted to take the, that person, the Ish Hasada, the man of the field, the man of the men whose Kaichas were Kaichas, they were exploding. He didn't know what to do with them. Avadazor and Gilei Rais and Shrikas Dhamma, the Kaichas that Esav had. Later on in, in Kedush, of course, David HaMelech, David HaMelech has this Indian of the redness of Esau, which the Swam talk about. 
Dovra Melech was, was also such a neshama, but Dovra Melech became Dovra Melech. And all that we have in our avoid is from Dovra Melech, and our simcha is from Dovra Melech. Because the Indian of Tohu is something that the person who is in that place of Tohu <coughs> needs Davka something which is me'eva, beyond, something beyond, and can't live in the regular gvulim, in the regular confines <coughs> of this world. When it's when it's used, when it's brought into Gedusha, then we have a person who can't stop moving towards shleimus, towards greatness, that wants more and more greatness, more and more shleimus, <laughs> and has tremendous koiches of yitzira, of creativity. And this is where we get lost, this is where we make a terrible mistake. Because all of us that went to yeshiva, we only heard the word yetzer in the context of yetzer hara or yetzer hatayv. And there's the uh, there's the there's the uh, Yetzirah, who's like a devil with a pitchfork, and then there's the Yetzirah which is a, a nice uh, malach, a, a happy malach, and uh, and uh, Yetzirah, Yetzirah We forgot that the word Yetzirah is a lotion of Yitzira, of creation, of creativity. Look inside the piece Shin on top of the page Shin Mem. The page that has English on it. This is from the Kavatsan of Rav Kook. The second is the second Kavitz, Shin Mem. Just to see a little bit the words, and then we'll have a little bit from Chabad, and then we'll come back to see from Rav Kook. Just to get a taste of this. And again, I believe that I promise you we're going to get to very practical things, but I want it to be built on, on something that's deep and that's real. I was going over this with my wife, and she begged me to get moving more into the, and she said, I can't, I need a little bit more time. So she gave me a couple of weeks. I said, she said, two, three weeks, then you got to stop with this stuff and get back to it. I said, okay, just two, three weeks, I need a little bit more, a little bit more. I don't want to lose any of you. That's why, because I feel this is so important, the Indian of Yosef Tzadik, so I'm afraid the Khalili you're going to get... Uh, already nervous and walk away. It's too much of the other stuff, but we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Hayecholas ha'elokis ha'ein sofis. Hayecholas ha'elokis ha'ein sofis. Elokus, the Baruch Shalom Kivyochel, of course, himself, the cholas of Hashem, the ability, the kayach of Hashem, is ein sofis, is infinite. And ain't it tzvichilashal shelosh shel sibayis and musuvavim? Hashem doesn't need, in his essence, of course, he doesn't need any program of a shalshelos, a chain of causes and effects, of causes and effects. That's all because of us. Because, he, because of us. So Hashem created the world in order that we should be able to exist and not get blown away by him. So, of course, there's a chain. Causes and effects, causes and effects, are shalshalos. Right? Tzimtzumim and tzimtzumim, and more constriction, more concealment, more concealment. But the Yecholos HaLakis, Ein Sof, is any tzvich l'shalshalos shalsivos m'savavim, ne'erochim k'may emtzoyim etachlisim. Hashem himself doesn't, is not stuck in a, in a world where he himself needs to have means to get to the end. That's all a human in you. Time, things have to work out, things have to evolve, cause, effect. That's what we need. 
Hashem's Bach is Ein Sof, and Ein Sof, everything could be without any time, and complete. When there is an appearance in this world, when there's a manifestation in this world of that infinite light of Hashem, that is not bound to all of the tzimtzumim, the constrictions of time and space, so then... Because there are moments like that, and there are people that have more moments like that, and then everything is in a way of chayrus. What does chayrus mean? Freedom. Without any gvulim. The way little children are. Little children. Without gvulim. Chayrus. Chayrus. Free. Without gvulim. Rav Kuk is saying that the underlying essence of a Jew, the underlying essence of a Jew is that first hofa'ah elokis, is that powerful dosage of unbridled godliness, of infinite, of that which is infinite, of that which is infinite, which creates a powerful rotsen, a powerful Ratzon, which is that light that is entirely free from, from cause and effect and from all of the chains of time and space, which is the world of Tahu. When the Nakudas are not connecting and lined up one with the other, but I'm not going into Kabbalah things here. Everything he's saying here is Kabbalah, but just try to understand on our level. As the light diminishes, which is really as we get older, and that powerful, powerful dosage of, of the infinite, that light becomes dimmer, becomes dimmer. And then it's no longer an appearance of Elokos, but it's rather the world of Elokos. The world of Elokos of godliness is already with the Seder, it's already Masudar. Now there's already this cause and effect and this time and things evolve. Then comes the world of ready sibos, causes and effects. So like right now, the same way I gave that, that silly story, which is true about my wanting to scream out about the ball game, but then I stop and I think for a second, and I know that there are consequences to such foolishness. Now, if I'd be free, if I'd be, if I'd be a little boy, I would take the chance of getting thrown out of class, and, and I know because I got thrown out of class a lot when I was a little boy. And, and, and my mother would say to me things like, why did you do that? And I said, I don't know. Why did you do that? Well, I, I'm not going to start going over stories. I wasn't like the craziest kid, but like when I, there were things, you know, like, why did you do that? You know, there was this one yeshiva that when, I was, when we lived in Israel, and I, I did something that was totally crazy. And, they, they, I, and I didn't know why I did it. I don't know. But as you get older, then you stop and you think of the Sibos and the Mesuvah. I'm like, why... And where does this go? Like, what are the consequences of this? Why would I do this? What's the cost-benefit? Like, you know, is this good or bad for me? How's this going to affect me? Children, especially when they're little, and now even when they're teenagers, yeah. it's not about cost-benefit. It's not about cause and effect. It's not about 
It's not about uh, what are the consequences. So parents are constantly saying, don't you realize what's going to happen if you do this? Well, they try, the kids will try to say things. They don't want their parents to think that they're crazy and they want to get in big trouble. So they'll say, nah, you, you know, why are you on my case? And all my friends do this. But the emphasis is that Bishas Maisa, they weren't thinking of Sibos and Suvam. They weren't thinking of cause and effect. I had this whole discussion with a, with a parent last week with the girls in the Beis Yaakov someplace, and the, and the girl was texting to a boy, and, uh, and the parents are going crazy because the boy is going to tell other boys, and then before you know it, the girl's going to get thrown out of school. You know, it's a whole chad So um, So they came to talk to me, and uh, while they were telling the story, so I started to laugh a little bit. So, uh, I don't know, they, they weren't so pleased with that. <laughs> and, and, and I said, this, this is a serious thing, it's not funny. It's not, I, don't, I know it's not funny, it's an, it's an important thing, I'm not making fun. <laughs> but, like, uh, you were also once 16. So they didn't have texting then. So, like, what did you do? <laughs> like, texting is less harmful than most of the stuff that went on back then, you know, by the boardwalk or something. So what did you do when you were 16? Like, they were so shocked. And then the worst thing of all is that they tried to explain to the daughter that if this gets out, you, 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 you're, you'll never get married to the right guy, and you're not going to have a good life. And, you know, like, you, you know, I don't know what, you'll like end up on the Bowery drinking on a bench with somebody. I'm not sure like where this is going if, you, if somebody sees your text message. So they tried to explain to their daughter that this has, a, this has consequences. You know, you sent a text to a boy. So they said to me, you think it's okay to send a text to a boy? I said, I didn't say it's okay. What do you mean? We're not talking about, we're talking about a mahalach of what to do. But you, you, you sound like you don't understand, like how could, they, how could she do that? And then what did she tell you when you asked her, why are you doing this? This is so reckless. You're going to get thrown out of the school. So what did she say? She said, this is what she said. She said, I don't care. So then what did you say? What do you mean you don't care? How could you not care? You don't care? What do you mean you don't care? You have your whole life ahead of you. Why would you want to ruin it? Some, some goofy guy. You know, you have time for that. You'll get married and everything will be nice. And what, what are you doing that? Why are you doing that? So I was saying this. I was smiling. I said, you don't, you don't understand? I, I know you're upset. And I know you need to think of what to do about this. Because it could be a problem. And we don't want, God forbid, that the girl should get into something bad, chas It shouldn't be chas It could be bad. But don't be so incredulous about it, you know what I mean? Like, you look like you're so shocked, you can't believe this. You must have heard this in the Indian of Zohar and the Kavi. You must have heard about this. <laughs> and you must know that this has been going on for a long time. And you're also a Zohar and the Kavi, so I'm not asking you any questions about your Indian. But don't like If you're so shocked, it means you're probably saying the wrong thing to your kid. Because that's what happens to us. We get shocked. The ones who make the right decisions are the ones who are the most chilled out people. They, make, they usually make the best decisions. But once you get into that shock mode with your kid, and usually you make the worst decisions. Because that's how it is. When, you, when you're shocked, you, you, you don't have your seichel. You don't have your seichel. Then you make bad decisions when you're shocked. When a person's in a state of shock, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. So if Cook says that what happens as they grow older... <coughs> Really, the light is becoming dimmed. They don't have that same light as when they were little kids. They don't have that same light. I love looking back at some of the pictures when the children were little and seeing that light. Before they became sophisticated, before they got caught up in the Sibos and the Sibos and the Mesuvavim of our lives, of the consequences. 
Of course, you have to, and of course, that's we want them to grow up. But I love to look back at the pictures when the or, when the or, when the light was still shining very, very strongly, when it was bright, when they didn't yet, ha- they didn't have to be mitchashev with what do people think and like, am I going to get into a good yeshiva? You know what I mean? Like a three-year-old kid doesn't think about what yeshiva is getting into. It's not a cheshman of having to look a certain way and having to be a certain way. It's all about ani emloch. This is what I feel right now. Ani emloch. I'm right now, I'm on the throne. Ani emloch. There's something so beautiful and so scary about that. When they're little, we're not frightened by it. But as they get older, we don't know what to do with it. So if Cook is saying, as the light grows dimmer, then, then, then it becomes a life of sibos, of causes and effects, and you know, truth or consequences, and intellect and reason, which which we of course, which is which is ideal. The problem, however, is when we shift into a life of tikkun and we abandon entirely the life of Toh. The Tachlis, as we're going to talk about, when we talk about this all the time, Iris of Toh and Kalim of Tikkun. Iris of Toh. The light of Toh, but in the Kalim of Tikkun. That's, what, that's what's now before Mashiach comes. Iris of Toh and Kalim of Tikkun. That's the Aravaita now. The Iris, a powerful, creative Iris, but we need to figure out how to put them to Kalim of Tikkun. That's really what all of these Shiram are about. And what we're going to be learning, what we're learning together. So if Cook says, then already you have Ailamas HaPratsufim Hamur HaGadam. Again, he's talking about Kabbalah things, but just to, on our level, then things begin to become organized. You start to take things out of the boxes, put them on the shelves. Things become more Mesudar as we, go, as we, as we move more into the world of Tikkun. However, the makar, the source of harotzen hachavshi, of the free will, of the unbound, unchained will of a human being, that really is the source that gives life to the most, to the greatest ideals of, of what's right. Of what's right, a, a musarius, I mean, ideal ethics. Shabah Adam Daimel Where a person most resembles the one who created him. Because Hashem is unbound and unchained. Hashem is Malah. And he's unbound and unchained. No one tells him what to do. Hashem is the creator. And the closest that we get to being that to being creative comes davka from these kaiches that are at the base of our personalities, the kaiches of Torah. Because these ideals, these natural healthy feelings, the teva, the instinct of a of a of a person, which is most <coughs> powerful during the time that we're, when we're young, these really flow from Meresha's Sarofah. They flow from the highest point of, in, of the infinite. <coughs> Before it went into all different kinds of spheres and patsufim and so on. 
before the Oilam Heloki comes from the infinite itself. It comes, that creativity, that natural instinctive creativity and energy comes from God himself, from that point before God began to worry about consequences, worry about communicating with the world, but from God himself. And in that state, it's, in that state, the person is not weighed down by all of the values, by all of the opinions, by all of the definitions of of civilized, sane society, and how things relate one to the other. How things relate one to the other. Imagine saying, imagine saying to a, to a five year old brother that's like kicking his sister. Right? This has happened. So he's beating up his sister. So you sit, you pull him over and you say, "Listen, Maishal, this could have a long-term effect upon your relationship. I want you to know that. It, it could be that at some point in the future, your sister's going to have to have psychological help for the trauma that you caused her." And she goes, "I don't know what you're talking about. She took my she took my Jolly Rancher. That's all I know. She took my candy. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not interested in the, the long-term effects of uh, how this is going to impact our family. I really don't care." I'm, I'm not thinking about that. I just want my candy. That's all I want. And and when they're little, it's candy, and we expect them to be done with that stuff. By the time they're 13, 14, 15, come on, it's already enough. I speak. Done. And what does, it, what does a young man do when he has that urge, which is the most creative urge of all, which is to give life, to bring life? And that's the urge that brings to the terrible confusion of Sheikh Vazar wasting one seed. And the problem of, of, of Kedusha and Yisod, which the child also, which the young man also feels intuitively, there should be no restraints to that. It should be unrestrained and natural. He should be able to see a girl and, and, and love the girl and be able to live with her. I'm saying things in the Lashon Akiv. And that's, that's an, the natural instinct that comes from a place that's infinite. It comes from the highest point of creation, to create. It comes from a very high place. It comes from the Yetzer, which is the Yotzer. It comes from that Nakud of Tohu. But it's, but it's without a healthy Vayom Lekim Yi'or. It's without Vayom Lekim Yi'or. And therefore, in those early years in particular, but when we grow up as well, The Koychis of Tahu are expressed most prominently through the Nefesh of Bahamas. Look at the piece in English. Let me tell you where this comes from. <clears throat> a couple years ago, one of the Cheva gave me a beautiful present. There's a siddur that they put out in Kahas in Lubavitch. There's a siddur that they put out with Dach, with Divilakim Chaim. I don't know if you've seen this. It came out maybe six years ago, five, six years ago. There's a translation of Tils Hashem of the, the Nusach Hari Siddur with, uh, with a liquid of Chassidish uh, from the Sarm of the, of the Nesim from Chabad. And, and uh, I felt like davening it from the other day. I davened Nusach Hari and I felt like davening from this Siddur. And um, I was saying Kriya Shemalamita using that Siddur. And Mimela, I, 
I started looking at some of the uh, some of the perushim, and this one caught my eye. And this is what we're talking about. So look at the English. This is one of the commentaries that's found um, in the in the in the brachas of uh, of uh, Yitzhak leading up leading up to creation of the brachas of before creation. But there, you and I, every single day, we talk about what the malachim are up to. Like, and it's hard to understand. Like, I got enough problems of my own. Like, what I have to, you know, with the malachim. Okay, what's going on with the malachim, with the angels, and why is this before creation? Why, why were Chazal Masakin such a thing? Why are we, why are we? let into the world of the Malachim in order to get ready for Shema Yisrael Hashem HaKadam That's a big question. And the, and the Sfarim talk about it. Because we say this every single day of our lives. Every single day of our lives. Now, what's what's being presented to us in our davening is how the Malachim have the koch of bitl. In other words, in the presence of God, even though these angels are, each one has tremendous energy and, and, and has, each one has its own shlichas, but in the presence of Hashem, the miracle themselves, the makabim zemizah, noistim b'rishus ahava, b'ahav and the miracle themselves to the boy and they sing shira to Hashem, right? We say this every day. The makabal they makabal upon themselves all malchus shemayim. That's not easy for malach to do. Now, the reason that it's possible for them to do that, is, or it happens, is because they're they're shown a much more direct picture of elokus than we are. But the kach the kach So there's a second reason for mentioning the bittel of the angels. They and the animal, soul, and man derive from the same source. The malachim and the nefesh of Bahamas, the animal soul, come from the same source. The lights of the realm of Tohu. Malachim, they're from Adregas and Malachim, we're not going to go into that now. There's Sof, Maifanim, Chesakredish, and so on. But the malachim that we're talking about by Kriyashma, before Kriyashma, these malachim come from the same source as the Nefesh Bahamas, which is from Tohu. They and the animal soul and man derive from the same source, the lights of the realm of Tohu, that have greater energy than the lights of Tikkun. The lights of Tohu have greater energy. Remember, they come directly from Ein Sof. The lights of Tohu are more powerful and have greater energy than the lights of Tikkun. And that's why Yitzhak loved Esau. He, he, needed, he wanted to bring Esau, the Tohu, into the Kalim of Tikkun and to change the universe. The power, the energy of Tohu is unbelievable. Much greater than Tikkun. Much greater than Tikkun. The Tani talks about this in many places. As sparks of these lights descended after the breaking of the vessels of Tohu, they brought into being different entities on various planes of existence. The angels in the spiritual realms come from Tohu. From the Shri Sakelem, the sparks of Tohu. So the angels in the spiritual realms represent a loftier expression of this spiritual energy. Chayas HaKadosh. There's a famous thing by the basis of that they say, that I'm sure many of you have heard, that uh, 
that there was a there was a, a litfisher Rosh Hashiva that was a guest by by the Gary Rabbi, and he made a poor choice of time when to come. He came by Shalashudas and Tager, which is wild. Mamish, the pushing and the shoving and the it's crazy. I remember I, I, I the first time that I went, and uh, it's it's crazy, the the energy, and the pushing and the shoving and everything is crazy, because when I walked in. Well, the first time I went, I was I was in the hallway. It wasn't even crowded yet, and some guy next to me, some chassidish guy, just gave me a whack. <laughs> I, I didn't even do anything. I wasn't even there. Like it, it wasn't crowded yet, but he just wanted me to know, get ready, like you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt over here. So this this was yeshiva. This was yeshiva came to to the base of Israel, and he's and he's trying, and he you know he had a yeshus, you know, a sense of self, and he's not used to being pushed around. He's used for people standing up and moving over, you know, and they don't care. He's not the rabbi, you understand. They push him, he gets pushed like everybody else. So he's getting pushed, he's by the table, and the chassidim like uh, leaning over and crunching him, you know. <laughs> the rabbi put him, gave him a nice chair, but the, the chassidim are just le- like leaning on him. <laughs> and and he finally can't take it, and he screams out, Chayas! Animals! And the basis of smiles, and he looked at him, he says, Yo, but Chayas Chayas the So, the malachim they're chayes. It's an interesting name. You ever think of it? They're called chayes. They've been kids. They've been called chayes. The malachim are called chayes. There are malachim that are called chayes. They come from very strong tohu. So the angels in the spiritual realms represent a loftier expression of this spiritual energy, but it's the spiritual energy of tohu. <laughs> As the light descended further, entering our material realm, the animal soul in man was brought into being. The animal, the Nefesh Bahamas, was brought into being. Recounting how the higher expressions of their spiritual source are nullified to God, so every day we read in Kriyishma, in order to be miyachet Shem Hashem, to come to Hashem, to be dovuk to Hashem, we don't try to get rid of the chayis inside of us. We don't try to get rid of the toe, of the energy, of the life, of the vitality, of the joy. Of the, we don't try to get rid of that. We try to remember that the malachim come from that as well. And the, the success of the malachim is how to be able to take all of that and what? And to say, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish Hashem Tzavakos. To be misbatil. To humble themselves before the Creator of all worlds. Recounting how the higher expressions of their spiritual source are nullified to God causes the animal soul to rise above coarse materialism. We want the animal, the, we're talking to the Nefesh Bahamas, and we're saying, we, we understand you, Nefesh Bahamas, you come from the same place as the Israel, from the Afan you come from that place, and look at them, look at them, they have that energy in the higher world. And the Avaida, the Avaida is to say, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. It's to be mezbatl, to be noistim behavish, to get along with others, to get along. The malachim, it's hard for them, because each malach feels on em You know how hard it is for the malachim? V'noistim behavish, v'kulam paischim espiyam. V'noistim behavish, v'kulam Teachers know you have a kid in the class, and that kid, every single time, he asks a question, he goes, oh, 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 <laughs> raises his hand. A lot of times they don't know the answer at all. <laughs> They don't, know the, they don't know the answer. How many times do you ask? No, I don't know. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they say something crazy. But it's, oh, whoa! There's like, there's certain kids like that. 
you have in, in every class there'll be there'll be a couple of kids like that. Oh, and then and then they're not. You say you have to. You have to wait. They go. They start doing like a recut, like, you know. and they don't even know the answer. But they they want to know. They feel that they. And the whole Indian of to hold back for somebody else. So look what we say to the look what we say. We're counting how the higher expressions of their spiritual sources spiritual source are nullified to God. So we try to tell the Nefesh Bahamas that Torah inside of us. We know that we know it's Gavaldic, the energy. We know you have that, that power, that energy inside of you, and it's terrific. But look, the Malach and the Chayas Akhaidish their avoid is to, is, to, is to nullify, to be bottled to Hashem. Not to give up that, but to give it over to God. Causes the animal soul, that memory or that reminder causes, can, can cause the animal soul to rise above coarse materialism. Not to God, for you, not to God forbid use the tohu, the kaiches, to use for disgusting things. Not for disgusting things. For, to, be, to, to, to be an avde Hashem. In Homi Yiddish, that defies translation, the Rebbe Rayatz explains how mentioning the nullification of the angels aids in the refinement of our own animal souls. The angels tell the animal soul. That's where we, that's where we, we, we dive about the Malachim. It's like the angels are telling the animal soul, you derive from us. So I think it's kind of behemoth. Just don't be a behemoth. Don't act like an animal. So the Malachim are telling us, we understand you. Don't act like an animal. We know that you are an animal, but don't act like an animal. You have in you animalism, and God wants you to have that. Because the Karchas have told the Oilamas, Oilamas, Echrivan, those Oilamas, those worlds that were destroyed because they couldn't make Seder out of their lives. And if you're not going to behave, if you're going to act like an animal, you're not going to make it Seder out of your life. You're going to mess up your life if you're, not, if you're going to be an animal. The animal inside of you is good. But you have to know when and how. And that's tikkun. That's what we're going to be learning a lot about. That's tikkun. You have to know when and how. It's not bad. You're not bad. You caught the girl, you caught the girl texting to her. You're not bad. You're not bad. You're not bad. It's kaychus. But the malachim is saying, look at us. We've got bigger kaychus than you. we got bigger kaychus than you. Kaychus than you. But don't act like an animal. It's Don't be an animal. How do you use the animal? How do you train the animal? What are the, how do we help the kids deal with the animal? To deal with the animal. To harness the animal. That's the tachlis of our vayda. And that was the greatness of Yosef Atzadim. So Mr. Shem will do, the, will do next week the piece from Avkuk, and, and then another piece from the Iris, and, and then it's going to be time for more practical musicians. I hope, I don't know. If you're available for 12.07 minutes, just raise your hand. If you're going for 12.07 minutes, just raise your hand. Fine, fine. Hold 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 f